Welcome to another episode of Title Talk. I'm here with the mayor of Tuscaloosa. Hello. <laughs> What's going on, man? Mr. Uh, Bryson NFL, Brady NFL. I'm just hanging out. It's been an interesting day. I saw that baby duck I've been waiting on. You know, I always, I always show you guys those pictures of those ducks. So today a little baby goes floating by. I'm like, oh, dude, they really did have babies. Like I've been hoping and waiting for this to see if like these little baby ducks showed up. It was awesome. That's me, just an old man, the old man by the ducks. A hey Tuscaloosa man. story. I love I love ducks. I love Justin Herbert. <laughs> He's probably the best quarterback in the NFL other than Mac Jones. Yeah. I mean, let's not, you know, let's let's not go crazy even comparing him to Mac Jones. <laughs> you know. Of, nobody is in that in that you know that tier yet. That's right, OB. A lot of things going on today in Patriots land, including number one, Julio Jones, which is which has been a topic of many prayer circles over the last month, two, maybe three, four months over the years, probably a lot more than that. But our good friend Mike Lombardi went on his podcast today. He said it would make Aguilar better. It would make Bourne better. He said, I see them being in this. I really do. He said, I don't doubt the rumor of their interest in Julio Jones. I think that's, I think that's, that is truly the case. And that's what Lombardi said on GM Shuffle today. And then we had, I think, Jeff Schultz, Atlanta, his ad is at Jeff Schultz ATL on Twitter, also said that the Falcons would like to trade Julio Jones. The the team that's been mentioned a lot, LB, is the Patriots. What do you think about this? You know what I think? I think that is just so juicy. You just hear Lombardi say it, who I know you love. You're a huge fan of Lombardi. I was telling you earlier, one of the coolest things you do with your Twitter account is that you share his quotes directly from his podcast. I know you've told me before his podcast has like a million listeners or um, it does these incredible numbers or it's like the number one football podcast, just something. But he does a great job and we all know, you know, you could speak on it. I'm sure, you know, more than I even probably could, uh, his relationship with Bill Belichick. And so when he says things about the Patriots, you just have to listen. And I've, I've even thought more about the Mac Jones thing. It's funny that he was really pushing Mac Jones at three because then all of a sudden Mac Jones goes at 15. He almost looks like a steal because some people you probably don't quite see it that way. But you're talking about a quarterback that could have gone third overall. I, was, I mean, you got him at 15. You didn't even trade up. So. It's pretty interesting that that he was really high on Mac Jones, um, and then now he's talking about Julio Jones. So imagine that two two you got a Bama quarterback, um, you know. Of course, obviously Cam's there, but then you get you know you got Mac, and then maybe you bring in Julio Jones, another Alabama, you know, football legend. I love it's it's so well put that you say he said about Aguilar and all those other guys because absolutely it makes everybody better. And I think the Patriots could actually make him better. I don't think he'd have to catch. 
he's he's taken a beating over the years. He has had some injuries, but the Patriots could actually spread the ball around a lot. And he's still your one, you know, your your number one wide receiver. And he might not need even even need to take the same beating that he's taken over the years. So you got the two tight ends, you got a running game, then you got Aguilar, Bourne, Myers, and then you just throw Julio into that. And doesn't that group sound like all of a sudden one of the best in the NFL? When you look at the total, the two tight ends, and then they're high on Bourne. They gave him a nice contract. Um, Aguilar was fantastic in 2020. He got himself a nice contract. And we all saw how good Jacoby Myers was last year. And, did, you know, things didn't exactly go well in offense. He was certainly the bright spot. Um, doesn't that offense start to, to start to sound really lethal with those two tight ends, Bryson, when you add Julio Jones? Yes, LB, it sounds like a lethal offense, and I know what a lot of people are thinking. What do you got to trade up to get Julio Jones? All you have to do, LB, no more 28-3 to jokes, and we just take Julio (laughs) Jones. We, us, you and I, we just take Julio Jones. The Patriots just trade for Julio Jones. It's easy as one, two, three. I think Jeff Jeff Schultz, ATL, our good friend, tweeting about Julio Jones and the Patriots also said that the Falcons probably know they're not going to get a one or a two for Julio Jones. I think his cap hit is like 14, 15 million for the post June one trade. The Patriots have to shed some cap space, but there are some ways that they can do it. I always say, what do we say on this podcast? I'll be cap is crap. Yeah. Yeah. They could always I find know, a way you... offer a little pick. Boom. And you know, we talked about Spike, Spike King brought this up early. I'll be real quick, but I was talking to Spike King and he said about how, you know, if you move Sony and Harry to them, who I really have to think hard about why the Falcons would want them, but let's play along. Even that right there would give you about $6 million that you can shed. So it gets interesting if they send a player for them, what player do they send? How much do they make? Things like that too, that could, you know, factor into squeezing them into that cap. Yeah, exactly, and we need one of these prayer circles to work. Not the Patriots, but us. We need one of these prayer circles to just pop off, baby. Give us Julio Jones. The Patriots need Julio Jones. In all seriousness, like Lombardi said, it's going to help Aguilar. It's going to help Bourne. You can always say, he's old, blah, blah, blah. But the Patriots are, are built to win now, LB. And I think that a lot of uh, interesting move that happened yesterday that you know, kind of sounds like a dud when you hear it. Brian Hoyer's back with the Patriots. But I heard Phil Perry and Tom Curran, also some friends of the podcast, talk about an interesting point on quicksands, and that was that did the Patriots sign Brian Hoyer? You know, maybe he's a camp arm. You know, you do need multiple quarterbacks at camp. But also, to get our other good friend, Mac Jones, on a fast track because the Patriots have invested a first-round pick in a quarterback, and they want their quarterback first-round Maybe not a fast track for week one. That could be the case, but they want him ready as soon as possible. And they think having him being around Brian Hoyer with the work ethic that Mac Jones has and the kind of knowledge that Brian Hoyer possesses, you like to talk about his role in Super Bowl 53 LB. Brian Hoyer could help Mac Jones a whole lot, learn the playbook, ask him the kinds of things he's thinking. I know uh, like guys in the past, Mick Lombardi and Stidham were – one once a combination there how about brian hoyer and mac jones you know brian hoyer just walks up to mac jones like every five minutes and ask him hey what's hot here on this cover with this guy over the tight end you know what i mean brian hoyer teaching mac jones it's not the craziest thing 
I think no, that's a low key like big it. signing. I think, I think the, I mean, a lot of people would say pitchers don't love Mac Jones because they didn't trade up to pass 15 to get him. I think they actually were canvassing the, the league and hearing out people on who liked who, which Belichick actually does have some friends in the NFL and arguably the teams that he tried to trade up with are some of those friends. You guys like mm-hmm. Mac Jones? You know, Lombardi says it was not Justin Fields. We said that for a while, too. The Patriots didn't like Justin Fields as much as people said. And maybe that quarterback was Mac Jones, and they just knew he would that San Fran's going to take Lance. They just kind of fell on their lap. So they actually did love Mac Jones, and they want to put some investment on their quarterback so he can be ready sooner than later, and they can get on the fast track and not this wait-and-see kind of thing. They want him to be ready as soon as possible and to play with this specific team because this offensive line is great, especially if you trade for Julio Jones. Running backs are great. Tight ends are great. Defense is great. Everything's great, LB. Even the punt team's MVP, obviously. but Oh, the the punt team is still... um... Those are some dark years uh, for you and I. Some dark, dark years where um, we just couldn't wait until fourth down to see the punt team. Fourth down's like, the best. Just, yeah, like just just get this third down over with. I, I was just hoping sometimes they'd just spike it or take a knee or something on like second and third down. Just get the punt team out there. Everybody's seen the water boy, right? Where uh, – their their thing in the in the championship game is they'll just take a knee because then the water boy can't make plays because he's just so dominant. Uh, he was their offense even though he was on defense. So they just started taking knees to eliminate the water boy. So what they did was they got water boy on offense and special teams, and all of a sudden he started owning there too. So what I'm telling you is the Patriots need to try Jake Bailey at quarterback. All right, I um, just I just totally went off the rails there. I'm sorry, audience. That would be the funniest thing that happened over the weekend when we got to see Mac Jones finally get some. We finally got to see him at practice at mini camp, at the rookie camp. That picture of Mac Jones like getting ready to hand the ball off, and some guy quotes with me and, and asked why he was punting the football. That was the best thing of the weekend. I still can't even figure out what that was. <laughs> I I still don't get it. I've asked you like, is he joking? No, is he's being he, like, serious. So wait, so you're telling me he thought Mac Jones was the punter? He thought that they were that they were going to make Mac Jones punt the ball. Or did, or did he think they were running drills where he was punting the football at practice? That's another funny angle. Exactly. Like why but, are there quarterbacks practicing punts at practice? That's a waste of time. I mean, maybe LB the Patriots trying to have Mac Jones to be the fast track to be the punter and they can just ha- when the punt team goes out there they can just have a great punter and also a great quarterback too oh man now we're talking now we're talking I mean, it and- sucks for Jake Bailey but I mean the rest of the guys are all pros yeah deal with it you know that's pro sports baby it's about production these guys are putting up all pros you know you haven't have you been an all pro but I'm going to use this as an opportunity to segue back to Brian Hoyer. What I'm going to say is Brett, get Brian Hoyer on all the teams too. Let him play some defense. Have they ever thought about trying him at a defense back? Actually, there will be a guy wearing his number this year in the secondary, Jalen Mills. We're in that number two. But uh, the Hoyer one is interesting, man. I, I like everything that you said about Super Bowl 53. Um he was awarded like player of the week. They hand out that those awards, right. For like the scout team guys that gave them the best look. And he, he did a phenomenal job. I always liken him to that. The old, 
the old saying, do as I say, not as I do. Because I think that he does have a great mind for football, but, you know, he's just not the most talented individual in the world. But I think about Mac Jones and I think he went to Alabama. We all know the connections between Saban and Bill and, you know, all the talk about how much how much Bill likes that program and everything. Um, then you have the fact that we've seen Mac Jones's tweets of him loving Brady and calling Brady the goat. And we've seen the pictures where he's where he, a few different pictures where he's wearing a different TB12 shirt. I think one of them is like a dark gray. One of them is a light gray. So you find out he's a big fan of Tom Brady. When he gets drafted, he's saying, this is where I wanted to be. This is secretly what I wanted all along was to be drafted by New England. And it just makes you think this kid might want to be Tom Brady. So if that's the case, hey, you go for it. You want to try to be that guy. I'm fine with that. If you want to try to learn everything he did, we can provide this guy right now that actually played with Brady for a long time. And they were actually good friends. Brady never felt threatened by Hoyer. So I absolutely think that Hoyer was always able to pick his brain and learn everything. And hey, Ryan, what did Tom used to do? What did Tom used to do? What did, where did Tom, what did Tom used to eat? Oh, I, okay. Never mind what Tom used to eat. Uh, what did Tom used to, you know, do all these and, and you surround him with people that can teach him the right way to do things. And him and Cam, I'm sorry about that loud truck that just drove by. I'm going back inside right now. Uh, him and Cam are completely different quarterbacks, Mac and Cam. So it is interesting that they'd bring in a guy that can kind of show him the way that they probably feel a quarterback should do things, Bryson. I think you're right, OB. That actually reminds me of a funny story that Ryan Rosillo told one time on the Bill Simmons podcast. I don't know if I told you about this. But one time, Brady was at a party that Bledsoe had went to. Now, I might botch this story, so I'm sorry. Brady went to a party that Bledsoe went to. And I think Bledsoe actually offered him to come with him, maybe. Somehow, Brady was at the party, too. Bledsoe's limo driver was out there. And Brady gets in the car and literally asks the limo driver, like, hey, what does Drew do every day? He wanted to he wanted to see what he did every day and why Brady wanted to know why he wasn't certain. He wanted to do everything that Bloodset was doing and the limo driver wouldn't tell him. But then that freak Brady would on Friday night you'd see the lights on at Gillette Stadium and he'd always yep. tell everyone, Don't tell anyone. I don't want anyone to know I'm here. But he'd be there on Friday nights working out like a maniac. I think I love the fact that you mentioned that right now. That is the most perfectly timed use of that story, man. Exactly. And maybe Brian Hoyer can inject some of this into Mac Jones and some healthy competition with Cam Newton and our old friend Jared Shitta may, may actually also help him amp up the level. <laughs> yeah, it sounds I, stupid, but it's like when you play a video game for the first time. And it's still hard because it's your first time, but when and when you play like fifty times, the first level ends up being easy. Well, Jared Chittum is the first level. <laughs> Brian Hoyer is the worst, the warm up, and then Jared Chittum's the first level, and it'll be hard at first because Stidham has the edge probably on. We all heard about Stidham's brains and the playbook and stuff like that, but he'll have to beat out Stidham first. Well, probably won't take long. That'll be the first level of the video game, but then he's got to earn his way to the top. To fight, face off on Camp Newton, LB, and you've actually got a little, a little story from I guess, who is it? James Stewart. Yep. So James Stewart's on Belger Maz, and he was dropping some serious hints about um, he potentially not being too thrilled right now with the Patriots and just the situation in general. He wouldn't really give up more details. I was talking to you the other day. I was telling you that similar things were being said in other places. So when he went on the radio and said that, 
it was kind of like, hmm, so what exactly, what, what is going on? And James Stewart wouldn't quite elaborate, but he was looking down at his phone, just, you know, letting you know that there's things out there being said that maybe Cam's not pleased with the situation. And um, they pulled up some of his, his he's, he's apparently had some cryptic Instagram posts lately. I'm not going to get too huge into those, but the one that I did think was somewhat interesting, obviously, was the day after they drafted um, Matt Jones. Uh, Cam has a picture of, of himself looking in the mirror, kind of saying about how they're always, you know, questioning him or along those lines. So you never know, man. Um, if Cam doesn't win the starting job, does he have a shot at, you know, quarterback too I, I felt all along he is a great backup option I think he's almost like a a perfect backup quarterback but then you have you know a team might feel differently they might not want to run two different offenses even if they feel it could be an advantage to to kind of break that out at different points maybe they do think hey our backup could be you know Hoyer or Stidham and we can kind of let Cam go try to find another opportunity elsewhere or maybe he believes he will start just something to think about Remember, Cam's contract is all incentives. So how badly does he want to sit those, hit those incentives, man? Has anybody considered that? Has anybody said to themselves, how much does he want to hit those incentives? And he's thinking to himself, if I don't win this job, why am I here? I can go elsewhere and get more guaranteed money to just straight up be the backup. Because if he doesn't hit those incentives, his deal is very small. Isn't it about three and a half million dollars? Yeah, Whereas exactly. With three and a half, it's like three and a half million guaranteed. Yep, and with incentives, it's like fourteen. And don't forget, not long ago, Adam Schefter uh, or Ian Rappaport they had reported that they believed Cam would get about twenty million dollars a year from somebody, maybe the Reds, uh, Washington Football Team. And I, I don't know. Does Cam feel that if he doesn't win this job, what's the point of being here? I'm not going to hit my incentives. You tell me, man. I don't know. It is interesting, though. It's definitely definitely interesting, LB. I don't know. It's going to be a tough one, but I think if you're the Patriots, you have to definitely talk about what happens if Mac just goes out there and isn't good. You have to go out there and talk about what happens yep. if Cam just isn't good. What if Mac is awesome? What if he's great? What if Cam was great? You have to be able to see everything from every single angle. Like, what if Mac Jones is is awesome? Like from day one, and a quarterback friend, a quarterback needy team has a starting quarterback get hurt. And they ask for Cam Newton, and Cam Newton has a chance to hit his incentives. He gets, you know, he's he doesn't really. Cam is only thirty-two. I mean, he he obviously wants to continue playing the league, kind mm-hmm. of similarly to Jimmy Garoppolo. So if the Patriots find out that Mac Jones is a better option and just play him, the Brian Hoyer thing helps, and Mac Jones just proves to be a great first-round pick and is like a Justin Herbert type. I've always said that they lucked into figuring out sooner that Justin Herbert was great because of Tyrod Taylor's injury because a team doctor almost killed him. And they figured out that Herbert was awesome. They could plan the season around him and know that he is the future. And I'd like to see that happen with Mac Jones as well, but he's got to earn it first. But I think that's That's a great point. I think that's what they should do. OB. You know, I just real quickly, I just, I just want to say this situation is so great for a rookie quarterback, especially when that's supposed to be, incredibly intelligent he he taught bill o'brien the offense at alabama um he he has all these different um academic accolades that that are pretty impressive you know he knows i think three languages so he's an he's considered an intelligent you know young man and 
I have high hopes for him. And you just think about it, right? Like on those rookie years, you only have you have four real cheap years in that fifth option year. It gets a little bit more pricey, but you have those four years where it's really you're not paying your quarterback a ton of money. And, and to me, you want to use those years for a first-round pick, you know? And I just think, isn't this the most perfect situation for a rookie quarterback to step into? So you have a great running game already in place. You have a great offensive line already in place. You have two tight ends. And rookie quarterbacks, they always say a tight end is their security blanket. The good rookie quarterbacks, the good young quarterbacks, that's what they say, have a tight end. He's got two of them. And then you say they added Aguilar, so they have that kind of that that X guy that they've been looking for. They had they added Bourne, who they really liked. They had tried acquiring him different times, that they really like him um, from San Francisco. And, of course, Myers. It's, it's interesting. And who knows, man, if they go out and get Julio Jones, I, I don't know. I think it's a great situation for a young quarterback, though, Bryson. I also think that playing behind Trent Brown is a great situation. Oh, of course. Isn't you got that... Trent Brown and Michael and Wenner protecting you. Can you just imagine <laughs> if you're if you're just an edge player going against those guys every snap? Like we can't even see or we can't even see Mac Jones around Trent Brown and Michael <laughs> and Wenner, let alone try to even touch him. You know, I have I'm you ever just put that. this is a stupid question that everyone just needs to think about, and I know LB knows what I'm talking about. Have you ever seen or played an athletic sport with a really, really big dude that maybe he didn't realize he was so big and never lifted weights and never really was that athletic, but he, you like tried to, maybe he was on your football team and he maybe wasn't that good, but in individual drills, when you try to, when you try to get around them, you can't, you, you just can't. They're so big. They're 360, 370. Now imagine that's Trent Brown and Michael and Wenna who like squat like Mack trucks and are really athletic and huge. I mean, that's intimidating. Dude, I know exactly what you're saying when you say that too. And everything you just said is, is was like spot on. Like you, they might not even be that talented. And as soon as you said that, I was like, yes, I know what he's saying. But yet the game's still easy for them. Like, you're thinking, I don't even get it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, like this guy doesn't time. train at all, and there's me who trains every day, and I can't get around this guy, and he doesn't even give a shit. I do know exactly who you're talking about. And it's funny. I, I always go back to this because it was one of, your, one of your greatest tweets ever. Um, before that Super Bowl 53, I remember saying to you, there's something so cool about having, like, the biggest guy on the field on your team, like – you know it doesn't matter because yeah, like some people will say, like, oh, the bigger the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And yeah, you know, it's like that old expression. And like you, you pretend like you're not intimidated, but sometimes it is cool to have like the biggest, tallest dude on your team. And then you then you found that fantastic picture of him um standing <laughs> over Aaron Donald, who's a massive human being himself, and just making him look like a little kid. It's actually I believe, ridiculous. I Feats Barstool, Barstool Feats retweeted that one from you. <laughs> I don't remember, the but it's. Picture. Yeah, you know, exactly. Trent. I remember yeah. it. Yeah, I remember it. I remember it for sure. But they, the Patriots, for years now, they've they've got a lot of players that are kind of just. I mean, think about if you roll onto the an NFL field and look at the Patriots versus the average team, the, their two tight ends are pretty dang big. John o. Smith is kind mm-hmm. of a freak of nature. You've got Trent, Michael, and Wenu. I mean, even Nikhil yeah. Harry is a, a big dude. If you add Julio Jones, he's <laughs> massive. Judon's a huge dude. I mean, these guys are big. 
No, you're absolutely right. I, I ugh, what a fun off season it's been. And you're right about uh, John U. Smith. There's one thing I always think that is very cool and like just interesting. It's like this when you see somebody with the most incredible physique. He's kind of that's kind of John U. Smith. I don't know if people have seen this guy, but he's really he likes to take those those workout pictures shirtless, which. You know, look, when, when you look like that, you can do that, right? I mean, <laughs> when you're just ripped and you have muscles on top of your muscles and, like, everything's just – I think Patriots fans are going to love this guy because he's a workout freak. He's this big jack dude, and he's just a really good football player. They're going to use him all over the place. And then, like you said, you have Henry, who himself – he doesn't look as big. Smith makes him look small. I'll say that much. Just the shoulders and everything. But, uh, you know, maybe Henry just hasn't started, you know, working out yet this offseason. He's waiting to lift. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots have some really good players, LB. And then you got Stevenson. You got all these, all these giant – Kyle Duggar is giant and huge. I mean, the Patriots have a fast, physical – Kyle Van Noy, fast, physical, powerful. I mean – they legitimately have a top five roster here, and a lot of Patriots haters would probably tell you the same. They have a top five roster. If they can just figure out a quarterback, if they can get competent play from one of their quarterbacks, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, LB. You know well, and this, I know it. They're going to they have love, Trent Brown. He's going to – Jacoby Myers. I want to see a Trent Brown leak out with Jacoby Myers as quarterback. Give me a Trent <laughs> Brown touchdown. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I, I love hearing you say – I love hearing you so excited for this season because I know last year things were just different for us Patriots fans, right? Brady leaves, a lot of turnover on the roster. And it's funny because one of those big guys they lost, Kyle Van Noy, comes back and then they managed to get a draft pick out of it too. So um, it's just been, it, it's been a fun, I, I love hearing you say that about a top five roster because I know last year I was, you know how I am. I try to be very optimistic. Like if you hand me the schedule, I won't find a single game that you that I, I know, like, it's, it's hard to explain. I know the Patriots aren't going to go undefeated. But if you hand me a schedule and say, pick the games that they win and lose, it's like, no, because I'm going to talk myself into them winning every single one of those games. I can't do it. Like, even though I know they're not going to go undefeated, I'll just give you a record prediction, but I'm not going to pick the ones they wins and lose. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I know, because we can all talk ourselves into the Patriots winning and losing every game. Yeah, even last year, I was silly enough to do it, you know, and our motto was kind of, look, if, if they win the game, enjoy the win, have fun watching the Patriots win a game. If they lose, you're, you're one step closer to a, a better draft pick. So, and I, I got to say, Bryson, I got to say this before I forget, it's so great that the Patriots actually beat the Jets on that last second field goal, beat the Cardinals, beat the Ravens. And and so good that they actually went seven and nine because Bryson, what did it get us in return? Julio Jones. Well, Mac Jones, but that's close too. That's also a good guess. But you know, if you're ever disappointed, if Mac Jones turns out to be, you know, the next great Patriots quarterback, obviously you can't expect him to truly be Brady. But if he turns out to be the next the next Patriots great quarterback, maybe wins a Super Bowl, it was all worth it going seven and nine and, and bringing you to pick fifteen to get that quarterback. I agree, LB. While we're talking about the roster, I want to talk about another good friend on the show here. Someone we all stand. Someone that doesn't get enough credit. Someone that got the second round tender placed on him this offseason, LB, and that's J.C. Jackson. Since entering the NFL, quarterbacks when targeting J.C. Jackson, 
51.5% completion, 49.6 passer rating, seven touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Well, people it's, like to pretend like he's bad now or something. It's weird. It's, J.C. Jackson is now underrated, and I'll just go ahead and take one step upon my upon my soapbox here. LB and I are the defenders of truth. We're here to overrate players sometimes when it's funny, like Trent Brown, but he's actually the goat. But when J.C. Jackson gets start, is starting to get underrated here, and over the years, you've heard the stats, just because he, I mean, he's a young dude. He got burned by Stephon Diggs in one game, and then in the Jets game, he had a couple bad plays here and there. But, I mean, from the beginning, he's always showed promise. Every year, he's kind of got a lot better and a lot better and a lot better. He's young. We've all seen the picture of Stephon Gilmer against Chris Hogan when Chris Hogan played for the Patriots and Stephon Gilmore played for the Bills. Maybe we're all just a little bit too hard on J.C. Jackson, and he actually is going to just be like Stephon Gilmore and hit his peak. Because if we remember, just look at Stephon Gilmore's his his completions, attempts, yards, touchdowns when he got to the Patriots when he was like 27. It still took him some time. It took yep. still took him some time throughout the year to get it going, and they. You know, it wasn't like they vastly changed their defense or anything like that. They just played vanilla at the beginning of the season like they normally do. But then by the end, Gilmore had come into his own. He could man up on the, your best player pretty much. And I think maybe one day J.C. Jackson will be able to do that. And I think, LB, this might just be the year that you just keep Stephon Gilmore. You keep J.C. Jackson. You don't do the thing where you just lose a trade because you just trade some player for nothing just to trade them because you get value back. How about just keep them on the team, see what happens next offseason or the offseason after that, and maybe you get something done here. Keep J.C. Jackson Stephon Gilmore on the team because Patriots secondary is still elite, and if they can keep it intact, also great for the Patriots defense, who's going to be definitely a top 10 unit yet again. So let's keep the Patriots corners. How about keep the gang together? Can we do this? Listen, I mean, I got to say, you're, you're usually pretty good at predicting some of these defenses. You were, you were all about Tampa Bay's defense last year. And the more I had to hear you say they were good, the more I was like, oh, man, they're going to be good. You know, because, like, that's just kind of, you know, you, you make great points. And sometimes you talk and I'll tell you, I'm like, man, damn it. It's like, I don't want to be hearing this crap that their defense is going to be good. But you kept telling people. And then, you know, by the end, Tampa Bay's defense was good. You seem to kind of have an eye for spotting. Um, I know last year you weren't. I know. I don't know what that noise was. I know last year you weren't as high on the Patriots. And that's when I started being like, damn it. <sighs> Patriots might not be that good this year. I remember we had a talk about it in the chat before that year. And we discussed some of our concerns and some of them came true. So I'm thinking hearing you give some of this lofty praise is like the best thing a lot of Patriots fans can ask for right now. Cause, cause you're typically pretty good at spotting it. Oh my gosh. I'm crying right now. Thank you. LB. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, seriously, when I hear you say these great things, I start to think, okay, Patriots fans should be excited because Bryson doesn't just bull crap. You do have a little bit of fun, but overall you don't bull crap on if you think a team is, is talented enough or not. Yeah, exactly. I think the Patriots have a good roster. It's fun to troll sometimes. Last year was less fun. You couldn't really troll as much because then people just say, yeah, well, you stink. So shut your stupid mouth, idiot. But now I feel like we can talk about it. The Patriots have a top five roster if they get competent quarterback play. They're going to be one it, you of the contenders in the AFC, man. I have to lob some more praise, praise your way. I was thinking t- 2018. 
You kept telling people the Patriots defense was good. The Tennessee game, you had people in your mentions, Bryson. All right, 2019. On this one, I tried to oppose you a little bit. You started saying about how the Patriots offense, man, you don't know. You don't know. You don't think there's enough there. And I kept telling you, no, dude, it'll be fine. They have a dominant defense. They got this, brother. Come January, their defense is going to own. And you know what ended up screwing them? wasn't the defense. So, damn you. This is a good thing. Just just tell everybody right now the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. The Patriots are not only going to – you know what? Let me, this, let me just get into my whole thing here. Let me get my notes <laughs> out. Hold on. All right. No, I'm, I'm, I might even put my mic, mic on mute. I think that everybody's ready to hear this. Here, wait. He's busting out I the got, notes. I got to make, I got to make one up. So I might, I might just do it if I'm on the fly. Hold on. Let me, um, let me look at the intern here. He's on LB screen. <laughs> intern video. You ready to clip this intern? All right. Here we go. Dear AFC, I have some bad news. You're going to get your butts kicked this year by the New England Patriots. They're going to win 16 games at least, probably 17. They're going to be up by 30 points in a lot of them. There's going to be a lot of high-fiving, a lot of touchdown, a lot of Mac Jones airplane dance thing, a lot of Cam Newton Superman celebration. Maybe Jacoby Myers starts doing the Brandon Cooks arrow thing. I think he should start doing that. And uh, Edelman is going to run out of the tunnel against Tampa Bay. We can just go ahead and report that now. Edelman's going to just walk, run, carry the flag out of the tunnel. They'll have a big thing for Edelman that night. He'll go out the right way. That's a Patriot. The Patriots will be 4-0 after they leave Gillette Stadium, after they beat Tom Brady. Who's going to nice. be the Super Bowl MVP is all up to whether or not Trent Brown got eight hours of sleep that night. So if yep. he did, he will be Super Bowl MVP. But if not, I'm going to go ahead and lean Julio Jones. So Julio Jones is going to be high five, and you know I, I have. A, I'm going to go ahead and predict that Mac Jones and Nelson Aguilar is going to have some crazy, crazy, crazy vibes in training camp. They're just going to connect all day. So look for that because I'm going to go ahead and boldly predict that. I think that's an automatic one. If we had prop bets, I'd bet a million dollars on it. So the Patriots, yep. they're going to win at least 16 games. And the reason why I say that is there's now a 17th game. So they're more apt to play someone like Jared Shittum or Brian Hoyer if they really wanted to in the last game and just kind of give it up because they're just resting their starters here, giving big Trent Brown and Mike and Weno a, a break here. Kyle Duggar, same thing. He's going to have an all, he's going to be an all pro this year. And the Patriots pretty much are going to be the best team to ever walk this planet earth. And Tom Brady, we don't need you. <laughs> Finish strong. That's what I like to hear, man. You, you know, I, you you went for it. You, you just you completely crushed it, and and you finished strong. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. And you started strong, but you finished strong with that one. That was impressive. Tom Brady, we don't need you anymore. He said, "You heard it here first on Title Talk." <laughs> what do you? What do you? Early thoughts on that game, OB Tampa Bay Patriots. Do you think? You think it's going to be one of those Brady's so comfortable because he's back in Gillette Stadium games, or is, is it one of those Brady's so not comfortable because he's back at Gillette Stadium game? You know, it's Tom Brady, so I kind of expect... Tom Brady gets the yips. We all know it. We've all seen him get nervous. We've all seen I it. Guess it's, and just, it's usually you know, in a like, spot like this. I guess Is it's he going to go out like, there and just shred? I mean, there's been there's legendary practices where Brady would shred, and, and I'm here to to say, 
at one point, and the reports were true, and I actually heard this at the time too and kind of said it, but I don't have my account anymore, so I can't say it. Tom Brady and Antonio Brown dominated practice so hard, and that was just a regular thing. I think for the most part, Tom Brady did not dominate. There were a lot of times where Tom Brady got dominated by Bill Belichick, underrated parts. Maybe Stephon Gilmore, Judon, J.C. Jackson, Kyle Duggar shuts down Gronk. Maybe it's one of those nervous Brady games. He knows everything about every, he knows everything about every team as it is. Like you're never mm-hmm. surprising Tom Brady from anywhere. But now you have Belichick, who's playing Tom Brady. And how does Belichick normally do against former Belichick quarterbacks? Usually pretty good, right? Until I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, last year. Yeah, that that was a, just a but nightmare. That, that was a weird game. But usually Belichick does really good against young quarterbacks and quarterbacks he's had. Am I wrong here? This is a tough one. It's just so interesting, and I could see it going either way. I could see Brady absolutely having, you know, going 32 for 32 for 564 yards and seven touchdowns. I could see I, that because Tom Brady's just, you can't doubt him. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to say, how many hours is Belichick and Brady going to of sleep? Are they going to get the night before oh, thinking man. about wanting to pound each other's head out? I'll Brady's you like, what, screw I, you, I, Bill, for that time that you told me. There was this that seam route. We all know when Brady throws the FU ball up the seam at the end of the games. Well, he used to do it in practice all the time. And Belichick, yep. would, Belichick would always hound him about it and say, damn it, Brady, I've seen you throw that same exact interception at least 100 times. And maybe he has like 100 of those games. Like he has a Brady versus Detroit Lions 2018 kind of game. He just you never know. That's what I'm hoping for, man. That's what I'm hoping for. I, I, I don't get with the – I love Tom Brady, always will, greatest player ever, favorite player ever. Um, just – this is the man. He's just the man. It's, it's Tom Brady, you know, and, you know, I just want them to beat him badly. I, I don't even, I've seen people say they hope he plays great, but we win, or I hope he plays great and they win. And I just can't get with that at all. Just no way. I just want the defense to be, I want the defense to play fantastic, absolutely crush it and have their best game of the night that night. That's what I need. Me too. OB. I totally agree. Is there anything else that we need to talk about my good friend? Um, Anything else we missed for the viewers? I guess get. I just guess we could just go ahead and shout out our buddy Spike King. He's a yeah, great man. Very misunderstood by a lot of Twitter people. Spike King's a good guy, of course. LB We've got Brian, TTM Brian on our on the ropes. We got the intern, Title Talk Media intern. We got a bunch of yep. got a whole big group here. Shout out to Spags, shout out to Fitzy, Cod, all of our buddies. And everyone else for supporting us. Sorry it's been so long for, since a, since we've done a pod. But, I mean, with the offseason, there's a lot of Patriots content that's like, what, is, what does this mean for the fourth-string quarterback cornerback on this roster that I don't really care about? So I like waiting until there's news. So LB and I and Spike, we created news today. So that's what we're going to talk about. Let's be honest. I mean – if, if you don't feel like talking about something like that, Bryson, does anybody really even want to hear us talk about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not interested in hearing, you know, Tommy Curran's thoughts on who's going to, I'll form my own opinions. I, I'm interested in hearing when there's news, you know, I want to hear from people when the Patriots have a little quarterback thing going on or when 
you know, Julio Jones is rumored to be coming to your football team. That's when you really kind of want to hear from people. You know, we don't want to oversaturize and put out too much just crap. We save our best for you guys to put on the greatest show that you could possibly hear in those. But no, seriously, I mean, you know, we, we just want to bring good content if we possibly can. I always tell you, Bryson, if there's one person listening to us, that makes it worth it for me because it's just so cool to think that there's people out there that want to hear from me, um, hear from you. And it's just an honor that people, you know, would, would take the time out of their day to listen to me talk. So I'm very grateful to all of our listeners. We've been uh, crushing a bunch of giveaways, a lot of different things going on with Title Talk. We've brought in a few new people. We're going to have some more podcasts coming out. And uh, that's Title Talk Media, which, which, as Bryson said, thank you, Brian, for everything you do. Brian's been fantastic. And, of course, our beat reporter, our new official beat reporter, the Spike King, baby. Like you said, misunderstood guy. He's great. Does a great job. Um, people can question him all they want, but that's up to you. You know, that's up to you. But, so, you know, sometimes I think people, you know, they're they're a bit too rude about it and they take it a little bit too far. But Spike's a good man. So we love all we love all of our supporters and everybody that that is just cool enough to even take the time out of their day to listen to us talk. I mean, even I do. I get to hear Bryson Bryson Brady NFL talk to me. He's right on the other end. Yeah, that's a that's an unfortunate thing for you. <laughs> Forty minutes of me. That's second. That can get pretty bad sometimes. Oh, of you course can just not. Ask, you can just ask the cats at my house. <laughs> the cats. I don't have any cats. I have wild cats. Everyone knows it by now. Oh, they hide man. my trees. They set my alarm off. I have fifty nine p.m. every night. They start gathering for a wild party. Every morning at 4 a.m., there they are. But yeah, it's what everyone's. But you know, we've done these, done these giveaways. We're gonna do a lot more. Uh, shout out to everyone. Go ahead and retweet and like this podcast, of course. We love it. Any final words, LB? How about go Patriots? And you know what? Don't even worry about Cam Newton, Mac Jones. Ignore the noise. Root for Patriots wins. Ignore That's what we're noise. here for. Support whoever you know. Just Ignore go Patriots. We love you all. Go Brady NFL. Go TCL. Go Patriots. Go. Go Patriots. Do your job. Thank you. Thank you, LB, and do your job.